0: collecting dead man where you'll learn all about my Undertaker oh yes okay welcome back creatures of the night to our next installment of Randy and I's look back at the Undertaker's long history in gimmick matches and this is the first episode of many I would say we have plenty of years worth of content Just in gimmick matches alone. Uh, But I think we decided to kick it off with one of my favorite matches. And just a match that is very rare in Undertaker gimmick match history. It's a first blood match. Uh, Usually when you think of Undertaker, you think caskets, you think buried alive, you think hell in a cell. But uh, Randy, I think it was your idea that we start off with something different. Something that he doesn't have many matches of. And that's the first blood match And uh, we're kicking it off With fully loaded 1999 Stone Cold Steve Austin Versus The Undertaker Oddly enough Labeled the end of an era Here in 1999 um, So thank you again Randy for joining me here today And uh, how's everything going with you Before we get started with this match
1: Yeah thanks for having me It's uh, It'll be nice to get off of championships for a while like you said and just get on to something different and I think it'll be good to get you know some of these casket matches I think there's 15 or 17 and it's going to be a long odyssey and I'm happy to go on it but it'll be nice to get some of these short ones like you know the fully uh fully loaded the first blood match it's only going to be a couple here and there Mm -hmm. we get some of these little ones uh kind of nipped in the bud right away that'll be fun to do and we're recording it on the most
0: unholiest of holidays, are we not? <laughs> uh yes we are. You know, things happened in our lives that just had to, we had to push the episode further and further down the road. And it came to to happen on today of all days, March 24th, the Undertaker's fifty-seventh birthday. And, you know, you brought it to my you reminded me on it yesterday, it was Undertaker's birthday. I said, Oh. We can't record any other day than the Undertaker's birthday, and it just worked out perfectly. And, and you're you're dressed to the nines as always with the Happy Birthday Tierra WrestleMania yeah. 18 jersey. I got an American flag Undertaker T-shirt as he likes to sport nowadays in his interviews. So it's we're, we're dressed in honor of the man himself.
1: Well, I got uh, I got another prop here. I've got uh, my. Undertaker lighter from the, I think this is after the attitude Era. This might've been 2007, 2008, but I got my Undertaker lighter and I'm not going to burn down the funeral parlor here, <laughs> but, but because it's his birthday, I did bring, I did bring cake.
0: Oh my God. That's. I
1: br- yeah. I brought the Undertaker birthday cake. It's a birthday Swiss roll, I guess. But, uh, so Undertaker's 57th birthday. We're going to hope that, uh, he nails the, uh, Hall of Fame speech. And we're going to hope for plenty of more merch coming yep. our way, Hall of Fame wise, and more action figures, <laughs> and at least four more years of Steven and I talking about Undertaker matches. Oh,
0: at least four more years.
1: At least. <laughs> like
0: like like an election, like an election season, four more years at least.
1: <laughs> I told my wife I'm like I'm going to bring this cake down and she's like, "What are you doing with the cake in the basement?" I was like, "Don't worry about it."
0: <laughs> yeah, don't worry about. It. Less questions you ask, the better. <laughs> great!
1: Great to be doing this on the Undertaker's birthday. I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, there was a lot
1: of uh, there was a lot of anniversaries this last week or two. So I'm wearing the WrestleMania 18 jersey because it was 20 years ago last week when we were supposed to record that uh, WrestleMania 18 happened. I was there, so I saw the Undertaker. And um, I
0: cannot believe it's been 20 years. I can't believe it. I can't. I can't believe it's been 20 years. I can't believe it's been 10 years. Since uh, WrestleMania twenty eight with the other end of an era, match, it's it's amazing. It's amazing how fast time goes.
1: I think we were all posting about uh, yesterday was the twenty fifth anniversary of WrestleMania thirteen. Yeah, right. I can't believe that was twenty five years ago. Twenty
0: five years ago, I can't believe that either.
1: That is crazy. It is.
0: It's crazy how fast time goes. But you know, it feels like. Um, your memories just it just gets more and more clear as the time goes by it's just it's just odd how time and memories work like this
1: right like the the, I think they talked about it on the major wrestling figure podcast those years from birth to like age 10 feel like an eternity because you're you're changing you don't have memories at first right Mm -hmm. but those but those 10 years between age 10 and 20 feel a little quicker and then from 20 to 30 even more Rapid you know it just keeps getting quicker and quicker
0: oh believe me
1: right
0: yeah right I mean. well before we get started and actually for a what was how did you enjoy Wrestlemania 18 being there you know I don't really talk to a lot of people that were actually there live for Wrestlemania 18 so how was the Undertaker flair match in person how was the atmosphere in person especially in Canada of all places
1: yeah, it was awesome. And that one, I always talk about how it didn't work out in 99 with uh, SummerSlam. I missed it just because I, I came to school like two weeks after, so I mm-hmm. missed it. Uh, but this one worked out because I was back at home in Michigan for spring break. during, And then I think Toronto is only about a four-hour drive from Detroit. Mm-hmm. So that worked out where I could go to uh, – and we sat in like rows ZZZ. Z. I mean, we didn't have great <laughs> seats but we were there, right? And uh, that was awesome. It was so cool. That was only my – in pay-per-view ever. It was my first WrestleMania, obviously. And it was really neat to um, be a part of that crowd. And it was not like 1998 crowd, but 2002 was still pretty hot. Everybody had a sign. Everybody was standing and into it. And I remember, I I just remember being hot. Uh, I remember I had like a, I remember I had like a beaded, uh, like bracelet, like made out of beads on my (laughs) my wrist for some reason then. And I just remember like pumping my fist so hard when the Undertaker beat Flair that like, and I was so hot and sweaty that my my beaded thing like just f- flew off of my arm. Like, cause I was just pumping my arm so like, yeah, he won, 10-0, they'll never break the streak. And I just remember my beaded, my beaded that bracelet just like flew like 25 rows in front of me and I never got it back.
0: <laughs> well, if anybody is listening, was hit in the head by a beaded bracelet twenty years ago. You know who right. now to blame and who to send it back to.
1: Right, I'll give you my new address. <laughs> you can send it back to me at my new house. Um, but yeah, that was it. Was like a cool match, so though. Was great, and uh, I do remember when he when Taker did the fingers mm-hmm. and he signified ten and all. I mean, it's one of the only first times I think that he kind of made mention that of the streak. And um, I remember thinking they'll never break it now. He's at 10. He did this mm-hmm. with his fingers. Like, they're never going to break the streak now. We're safe.
0: <laughs> well, you had, we had another 12 years out of it, so.
1: We did. We yeah. did.
0: Pretty good. Pretty good run.
1: Yeah, that was a great match. That was a great, uh, great pay-per-view, too. I think that was, I don't know. I mean, I know WrestleMania 17 is supposed to be the best WrestleMania um but this was probably close yeah later, I, you
0: know? I enjoy i enjoy 18 more than 19 i think sure just because you know you had a better undertaker match and just it's just a better overall atmosphere i think in the whole wrestlemania better than 19 because i know a lot of people like wrestlemania 19 but i'm like hmm, sure. i like wrestlemania 18 better
1: yeah, we had uh, we had Hogan Rock, which yeah. wasn't the greatest wrestling match ever, but entertainment wise, it was amazing. That was electric. That crowd was that crowd was hot oh, for that yeah. match. They were into yeah, that. That, that should have went on last, but it didn't.
0: Yeah, you think you you think back you think that's the main event, but you forget you had Jericho and Triple H.
1: Yeah, yeah. Where did Don't... that
0: match just fall through the cracks?
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> Nobody even talks about that one today. It's always Hogan and Rock. Yeah. Which do you think of.
0: Yeah, it's always Hogan and Rock, Taker, Flair. And even that doesn't even get talked about. Only the thing they talk about is the 10. But that's a really right. underrated match.
1: Yeah, and Arn Anderson doing that run-in and doing that spine buster. That was great.
0: Right? So many great things happening in that match.
1: Yeah, I was pretty sure he wasn't going to lose the streak to uh, to Ric Flair. I was pretty yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. You never know, but I was pretty sure.
0: That's right, anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation, as That's we can right. see, as we see here today. Bring it all the way back full circle that anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation, as we are um, getting ready for fully loaded 1999. Uh, as I said, end of an era because it's it's not just a normal first blood match. It is like anything in the Attitude Era. It is pumped up to volume ten here at the first blood match because. If The Undertaker loses, you'll never see Vince McMahon on TV again. And if Stone Cold Steve Austin loses, he'll never become WWF champion again. So you have you have the kind of like, which way is this really going to go? Are they going to have Undertaker win and have Austin, you know, maybe find a loophole to become champion? Because, you know, you're thinking... You can't have Vince McMahon off television He's the owner You can't have him off You can't have him leave So this, right. it's like It kept you guessing here So I'm ready to begin You ready, Randy?
1: Heck yeah, always Awesome
0: We are both queued up on Peacock At 2 hours, 11 minutes, 31 seconds um, If you are watching along with us You are treated to a blank black screen So you know, you know you're know you in for something good When you have you're starting off with a blank screen here
1: right? Did you, uh, Steven, I don't know if you had time to roll through the entire pay-per-view. I kind of like fast forwarded parts of it, but I liked on this one really quick that they had, uh, like they kept building up the match throughout the night Mm -hmm. leading up to the actual pay-per-view. I know we've had that on a couple of, random raws and smackdowns where we liked that they built up the match with about five different segments throughout the night. Yeah. They didn't have to do that here because it was already built in throughout the month, but they still kept doing it. So on, uh, they show on heat Sunday night, heat, uh, back when Sunday night, heat actually had stuff happening on it. uh, They had, um, they had taker in his, uh, Canadian tuxedo. He had his black (laughs) denim on and he, Busted Austin open during an interview segment to give him like a pre existing injury mm-hmm. in this first blood match. So he kind of beats him up beforehand and busts him open. Um, so that happens on heat beforehand. And then uh, they were showing Austin getting a band aid from the trainers on his bald head and he kind of <laughs> was mad and he was uh, saying how he was going to get The Undertaker back. So I think in, earlier in this pay per view, Jeff Jarrett wins the Intercontinental Belt. And Austin goes out there and just stuns him like he's nothing. <laughs> and then he gets on the mic and says, I'm going to, by the end of the night, I will get the Undertaker back before we, before we get to our match, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was interesting. They had like that going on. Um, then they had um, the Kane and Big Show were supposed to wrestle each other at this paper. Yes. Game. And I mean, they did wrestle each other there, but they showed um, in the vignette for that match, they showed Taker and Kane kind of temporarily had gotten on the same page. And they were beating up the Big Show, and that partnership, of course, was short-lived when they showed that The Undertaker was also beating up X-Pac at the time, so Kane didn't like that. So Undertaker's like, he's involved in this main event, first blood match for the World Wrestling Federation title, and Mm -hmm. he's messing around with X-Pac and Kane and Big Show. Well, you got to
0: plant the seeds for SummerSlam 99, as we've already discussed. And as Kane and I, 10 and I uh, took a look back this just this past week, you know, you got to plant the seeds for Big Show and Undertaker forming that unholy alliance, getting at Kane and X-Pac because Undertaker needed needed an opportunity to get out there so that he can go in the back and then, as you said, be attacked by Stone Cold Steve Austin. And so he... So he himself gets busted open. So now it's even playing field here in this main event.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Uh, X-Pac came out to interfere in that Big Show Kane match, and then Taker came out to beat on X-Pac. he yeah. got the uh, vendetta against X-Pac, and you're right. On the way back in through the curtain, Austin was ready for him, and he threw his uh, forehead into the uh, cement wall.
0: That'll Austin do it. Opened. That'll so, do it.
1: Uh, now they're even, now they're even. Although I did like during that match, I did make a note that there was a Big Show is in my pants sign uh, during the Big Show King match. So I did notice that, but yeah, so they're even. So they both have cuts uh, coming into this match. They both have existing uh, injuries, but I did like how they used like five different segments to help build this match for later in the night.
0: Right, and it's like you've already built this pay-per-view match. You've made it as big as you possibly could, but then you're adding all these things into the pay-per-view, like you're adding, like when Undertaker cuts up Austin, you have you have Vince and Shane looking on in the background. It's like, you know, it's like, of course Vince and Shane would be orchestrating this plan. So you're thinking, okay, if, so now Vince may not be the one leaving, because if Vince is, you know, he's, um, he's present throughout the whole pay-per-view here. You know, you can't really just write off Vince McMahon and then when Austin gets back at the Undertaker, now you're on an even playing field here, and then now Undertaker is planting the seeds to maybe go on further from the championship with the big show pairing against Xbox. So you have plenty of like you said, lots of different things intertwined in this whole main event match. And as we'll see, another player enters in at near the end of the match too. Forward in a um, forward the rivalry even further.
1: It's uh, it's confusing in a way, but it's also kind of cool because it it was literally must see TV every minute of mm-hmm. the pay per views. Because you don't know even during a random light heavyweight match, there there could be something where The Rock comes out or Austin. You don't know. You don't know
0: Yeah, gonna I happen. mean Jeff Jarrett winning the Intercontinental Belt. Get Austin comes out, stuns him, and then <laughs> right. it sets everything in motion here.
1: Right, absolutely.
0: I mean, a Jeff Jarrett match, you know, that's a bathroom break for some people.
1: Don't leave because you <laughs> might miss Austin coming out. That's right.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Perfect. Two
1: eleven thirty one. I'm ready. Two
0: eleven thirty one. Three, two, one, play.
1: There's that smoking skull belt, which I absolutely hated as an Undertaker fan. I think it was cool when Austin had it, but like Undertaker won the belt. I was like, okay, get the real belt out. I don't want, to, I don't want this smoking skull belt. Now they're showing the vignette, building up the uh, the first blood match over the last month.
0: Something they've always been good at, just playing these vignettes, trying, getting you up to speed. Like if this is your first pay-per-view and you're just getting into it, you're up to speed through this.
1: Yeah, they Austin beat him for the championship on a random Raw right after King of the Ring '99, and then Taker busts him open right away.
0: Yeah, the most viewed Raw match.
1: Yes, yes. This was uh, this was at the height of me feeling like the Undertaker lost to Austin every five seconds, and it drove me bananas. Like I was so sick of Steve Austin, like John Cena, sick of Steve Austin yeah. at, at that time. Just because he would lose to him at Rock Bottom, he lose to him tonight. He lost the belt to him on Raw. I mean, just always lost to Austin.
0: Yeah. And the the win he got over him at Over the Edge, it felt like a cheap win. You know, it didn't. Right. He didn't tombstone him. He didn't choke slam him.
1: Nobody it's, remembers that one because everything else that happened that night, of course. Yeah,
0: of course. I mean, that's Undertaker's crowning moment, and then everything else falls apart.
1: I did like how Austin mentioned here. The the last time he was in a First Blood match in 1998, the previous year, Undertaker cost him the win against Kane. I thought that was really cool that they tied that in.
0: Yeah. Because as we were talking about before we hit play is Kane is again at play with The Undertaker.
1: Yep, that's right.
0: Signing the contract in Austin's own blood. Amazing. It is.
1: Total Attitude Era right there. Oh, yeah. So they have this they have this thing where Undertaker says I want your blood and then Austin says I want a piece of your ass, but Peacock, the closed <laughs> captioning, says I want to pinch your ass, which means <laughs> a completely different match <laughs>
0: Oh my god. We get that we get ass, blood, big show in your pants. I mean
1: <laughs> Yes, the big show is in my pants <laughs> sign. Oh here comes the blood mobile. I didn't remember this. Of course everybody remembers the beer truck and the Zamboni. I was there for the Zamboni. I do not remember the beer uh, the, the blood mobile, do you?
0: Oh my god. I can't remember if I did. I was it's like maybe seven if I saw this live.
1: I didn't remember this at all.
0: Oh god, McMahon's bleeding.
1: Now yeah, now Vince is bleeding.
0: Whenever Vince is involved in any storyline, you know, he's got to be busted open.
1: There was, I think I listened to the Talking Taker episode for this again, just to kind of go through and review, and they had a they had a blood counter, and I think it got up to 10 in this buildup, because everybody's bleeding left and right.
0: Everybody's bleeding. Yeah, everybody's bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I don't know if Paul Bearer bled, but he probably did.
1: Gosh, I think they were they just, they were joking. After a while, it's not even a first blood match; it's a it's a tenth blood match because everybody's been blaming all month.
0: You got that Starburst uh, WWF blimp? Yes, I missed those blimps. I remember that. Here's Vince, Vince is going to be
1: coming out first. Yeah, here he I, is. I looked this up. Vince uh, Vince was legit hurt in a motorcycle accident, and like july 4th weekend 99 so this is this this is
0: this is where he gets it from
1: because it confused me because in the fall of 98 he gets beat up by undertaker and kane and he's kayfabe in a wheelchair and then you fast forward six months and then he's in a real wheelchair and i'm like wait a minute is this the (laughs) same injury but i had to look it up and no it's, it's a different injury this is a real one i guess
0: I like how Vince turns around. I always remember he Vince turns around and he's like shocked that his photo's up there. It's like, sir, you're the one that okays everything.
1: Right, right.
0: <laughs> but I always thought it was a cool... I always liked this entrance way for some reason. You know, they have the three characters at play here in this main event. You have the pictures and Vince is the only one they're bleeding. It's really yeah, interesting I- that they chose the Vince McMahon picture of bleeding that... Of all the ones to choose.
1: Right. And I you just can- liked when they had themed entrances altogether. Now they don't yeah. really have that.
0: I love themed entrances.
1: Got a lot of middle fingers at Vince.
0: I know. Why? How can he just walk right past that? Oh my god. <laughs> He's gonna grace J. Aaron King with his presence
1: yeah i say he's gonna do some commentary which is kind of I mean, we won't hear it because we'll be talking instead but it's kind of cool because he hasn't done commentary since he became mr mcmahon so it's been a couple years
0: yeah couple years of vince without commentary okay. that woman with the camera taking photos
1: look at that large camera that, that large is, like...
0: camera That woman loves Vince. Yes. This is such a 90s crowd if I ever saw one.
1: People have signs, they're into it. I mean, this is, uh... At the height of, you know, the Attitude Era.
0: I know. It's like, wow. Sometimes you just don't have words.
1: (laughs) Well, they're hooking Vince up here with his, uh, headset
0: and he's got his his crutches.
1: Look at that hair. His hair's all like black and compared to today.
0: Yeah, quite a different McMahon.
1: Look at that random shirtless guy behind Waller? Two shirtless guys behind Waller.
0: <laughs> random shirtless guys.
1: I don't often go to a pay-per-view and think, "You know what? I got to take my shirt off." Maybe. I, I should have. I was too I was told you I was so hot at WrestleMania 18 I should have right? taken my shirt off like this.
0: <laughs> yeah should like these guys, should've went, like a group of friends and wrote like, Taker on yourselves.
1: Here comes Taker in the back. No pomp and circumstance, no hat, no, no,
0: uh, coat. No, no entrance cloak? Yeah, cause, yeah, it's, I think, um, when was the last time he had an entrance cloak in the ministry? Was it, I don't even know if he had it in King of the Ring. I know he had no, it home. in, I know he had it over the edge, he had that robe. The WrestleMania yeah. 15 role, but I'm trying to think if he even had it at King of the Ring or not.
1: Yeah, no Paul Bear, nothing. He's just going to walk right out there. He's, of course, dabbing his forehead, trying to make sure he's not bleeding. Allegedly, yeah. his is in his hairline, so you can't see it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, he's entering first, which is which yeah. is weird I to have Undertaker enter first, even back then.
1: Did we, um, did we just miss the... Eyebrow piercing era. I know he had that towards the end of 98, and I yeah. know this is almost the end of the dead man here. He's only got about six more weeks to go, so, and I don't, he doesn't seem to have it today. So nope. I thought, oh, I think we just missed the eyebrow piercing. I think era. we
0: missed the eyebrow piercing era. Yes.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I like the eyebrow piercing. That couldn't have been fun to wrestle in, either way.
0: No, I don't think so. But it was still 90s. And Untake was always, he's always wanted to be trendy, apparently. Always wanted sure. to be trendy.
1: Well, he's, uh, I think, he's not long for this, uh, for the Federation, right? He's only got about two more months left. This is the last pay per view singles match for the Deadman before he goes away. He'll stick around for SummerSlam and kind of hide in that tag match a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then by Unforgiven, he's out of here uh, with a groin injury, I think. And, and he's gone.
0: Yeah, and Unforgiven, he was again planned for like a six-pack challenge, so not really a a singles match planned for him. So again, he was going to be in a multi-man match, hoping that they can still mask that injury if he can participate. Right. Somebody loves Stephanie McMahon.
1: Oh, that's me. That's probably my sign right there. (laughs)
0: JR, I don't see his
1: cut, but they say it's in his hairline.
0: JR says he has it super glued shut, so... They must have it super glued shut.
1: They're doing the same entrance for Austin now, showing him in the back. And I noticed with Austin here, he's got a, he's got a big band-aid on his forehead. So I call BS on this a little bit, because Steve gets to wear a, a big pad on his cut a little bit, Undertaker just gets some super glue. I mean, what do you think is going to hold more?
0: I mean, well, yeah.
1: <laughs> I want a recount on uh, Fully Loaded 99. Yes,
0: yes, we need a recount on, on a 23-year-old match. Give Undertaker that championship.
1: Right, yes. Yeah, screw the uh, the Owens show on WrestleMania. We need to get those guys back out there and redo <laughs> this one. <laughs> when well, Austin, too. Austin's not long for the Federation either, right? Austin's going to stick around for just about as long as Taker, maybe a month or so longer, and then he's going to get hit by a car. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. <laughs> he's going to get hit by a car. Right. You mention that to anybody that's not a wrestling fan, they're going to say, what the hell are you watching?
1: Right, what? He's going to get I hit by my- a
0: car and he's not killed?
1: <laughs> I if- do like that they went right after each other here. After all month of slicing each other open, this is not a collar and elbow tie-up kind of match. It never is, right no. Other.
0: That- yeah. And I, and I remember that the whole throughout the whole match, they're both like checking themselves, like, "Oh my God, am I bleeding?"
1: Such great attention to detail to kind of like dab your forehead and yeah. your hand and make sure you're not bleeding. Yes. I. Love, this is the Undertaker that we would get in uh, at WrestleMania two thousand, the video game, right on N sixty four. This is the Undertaker you get.
0: Yeah, this is the the base attire, the red outline.
1: I I know because I would only play as The Undertaker. I don't think I ever played as anybody else.
0: (laughs) Beating up Stone Cold Steve Austin so you can have that pleasure of winning the match against them.
1: Feeling like I could get some of those wins back. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. This is also, it figure-related, this is also Hall of Champions Undertaker.
1: Is it? Oh, yeah, okay.
0: Red red Outline TX. Yeah.
1: I remember WrestleMania 2000, the video game, like, his his default like you could go through like the um the c button and he had, it had four different ones and it was like red green <laughs> black you know it wasn't much different you know and <laughs> of course suppose... outline on his chest that yeah. was it
0: and i remember the last one is the 98 i think the game with the beard and his like SummerSlam 98 attire yeah simpler times
1: yeah i love that game oh i, just I know. want to put my stuff up and play it right now yes
0: yes <laughs> Needs to be done. You don't have to wait to move. You could just, you know, pull it out of the box, hook it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, good news. We uh, speaking of, I got I got information on my closing date. Closing on Friday the thirteenth of May. Oh I mean, what my! Better I, you know, what better day?
0: What you know? Of course, you would close on Friday the thirteenth.
1: Right. If you're a horrible. is the whor- I was the gonna day say, is the horror
0: aficionado that you are.
1: I, I love it.
0: It means nothing's going to go wrong on that day for you.
1: No, not at all. I'm no. sure it will go smoothly. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure of it. This is, uh, they're brawling everywhere here. Um, I mean, this is a 15-minute match, but we haven't even started yet, because we haven't got to the ring.
0: <laughs> but does that even really matter back then? <laughs> does it even really matter?
1: No, not at all. No. I mean, this is just two pure strikers and brawlers doing what they do best.
0: And just Undertaker chucking a huge piece of steel steps into the crowd. You know, if you don't move, right. it's on you.
1: Right. It's uh, it's like Lesnar throwing that car door. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> you know, if you if you don't see the car door coming at you at 50 miles per hour, that's your fault.
1: That's your problem, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh in, my. Uh,
1: in, the, in the law, we call that, that's assuming the risk. So when you go to a baseball game, if you get hit by a baseball, you're assuming the risk that that could happen to
0: you. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah you paid for the ticket you know what could happen right yeah
1: that Jim Dotson guy the uh, security guy with the backwards Kangol hat and the uh, yeah the fanny pack I remember that guy I remember thinking he should be a wrestler
0: yeah as as I've heard I'm Bruce Prichard quite the good friend of Undertaker
1: Oh, nice. I, I didn't think, know
0: that. Yeah, Undertaker was the one that got on the job.
1: Oh, awesome.
0: So, it pays, pays to have Undertaker as a friend.
1: Must be nice to have, like, a bunch of friends that are just muscular dudes. Like, yeah, my I mean... look like me and you. Yeah. <laughs> this is the last time that the, uh, the dead man will ever face Stone Cold Steve Austin. They'll have some matches after he's Biker Taker. Yep. By the time he comes back as the dead man again in 04, Austin's done. So this is it for yeah, It's man just and Austin.
0: It's just sporadic appearances from Austin.
1: Right. And if you could have told 19 year old, 18 year old Randy Turco at this time, it's the last time that you ever have to see Deadman man take on Austin, I would have just said Hollywood, because he just seemed to lose to Austin every other week, and it just drove me nuts.
0: And and, and in quite the reversal of fortune, American Badass Undertaker seems to have beat Austin more times than Deadman Taker.
1: Right, I was shocked when uh, I don't know if it was Talking Taker, or I forgot who dug it up, yeah, I think it was Alex. They dug it up, and it was like, almost 500, pay-per-view record. Like, it was almost 50-50, and I was like, there's no way, because like, <laughs> Teenage me did not perceive it that way.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah, Undertaker beat him to defend the title, and then one pay per view, and then he beats him in the badass and then Austin beats him here, and Summer Slam. So it's like evens out.
1: Yeah, it looks closer than maybe it felt at the time. But. Oh yeah,
0: because when he's losing like match after match against them, oh my god, you know you're not even thinking of like the future.
1: Right. Undertaker should at least rip his mandate off, right? At least rip. They mean... at least I mean,
0: expose the wound. I mean, come on, yeah. Besides the steel steps, no real, like, hardcore weapons used yet.
1: I do see I'm here to whip Austin's ass sign, but whip is WIP.
0: Oh my. God. What so is with these is people and these signs today? <laughs>
1: I also see the one person in the corner there. There's the one person that actually bought the foam road dog. I <laughs> was
0: just going to mention something about the foam road dog. <laughs> Undertaker again, never having any luck with that big boot to the in the corner.
1: No. Austin trying to chop down the Undertaker to at least get him on the floor, and then maybe you can make him bleed. Maybe. Yeah.
0: And... We- there's a guy in the the cameraman in the corner there still sporting king of the ring uh t-shirts
1: oh, yeah
0: instead of the fully loaded t-shirt he should be wearing <laughs> i'm just gonna sport king of the ring 99.
1: you know what's funny is i just sold this month i went through my storage bins because i'm moving and i went through i had about four or five kirk cobain shirts like after he passed away and they're all 4xl you know my story of course right? of and
0: course we all know your story
1: They're in great shape, but they're just big. So I decided to sell some of them on eBay, just thinking we'll see what they go for. I'm not kidding. Three or four shirts in, I'm up $900.
0: Wow! Could
1: you imagine some of these original Austin 316 shirts in the crowd? What they would go for now? I I, just be crazy.
0: I can only imagine. Right? It's shocking! It's shocking how much a T-shirt goes for. It's a T-shirt.
1: I'm up $900, and I mean, I, I love those shirts. I've had them since you know, high school, but uh, they're just too big, and I would never be in a position to wear those again because they are so big. So there is just a market for that, and I mean, they didn't even last on eBay for the night, and I was up $900, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I've got more. I've got Undertaker. I've got Foo Fighters. I'm just not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: You'll see in my Talking Taker video if you watch next month's episode on YouTube, you'll see on this wall behind me is all Taker shirts. I take them to the wall. It's great.
0: <laughs> nice. Was oh, for your video?
1: For my like uh, thank you video, thank you Taker video. Yep.
0: Can't I really can't wait to hear the that video put together. Yeah. I, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do with that.
1: Do you remember how long yours was? He was saying 3 or 4 minutes and mine went 6:11. So I, I think mad, I think, I, th- I messaged
0: him. I think mine was like two. I think mine was. Mine- so so mine was under, yours was over, so it equals each other oh, out.
1: It's out. Oh good. I'll just sneak in with you that. Yeah. Okay.
0: So it's fine. It's it's totally fine. I didn't want to get too winded. I mean, it's just like I just mentioned, you know, basic stuff, you know, sure. what he was responsible for, what he's responsible for and me collecting and Spoiler, I I, I ended you know I I ended it with quite quite the funny anecdote, so I'm looking forward s- to having the people watch that too.
1: Yes say spoiler. I do I do ask him about the hook on the off chance that he's watching.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> yes, without question. You're gonna have to one of these days. You're gonna have to spend like the 200 bucks to meet him and ask him in person. Oh.
1: I mean, after hearing your story and then alex and travis meeting him i mean and then covid happened so if they if absolutely if he's in minnesota or even iowa or maybe even chicago i i, I would make it happen absolutely yeah so they're back out in the crowd they were in the ring by the way if for keeping score for about four seconds and now they're back out in the crowd so if you if you bought a ringside seat too bad for you but if you bought uh upper bowl seats you're in luck because you're getting undertaker uh, Steve Austin up close right now
0: and as you said about t-shirts look at all those odd t-shirts those people are wearing like the Austin like the blue Austin face the Austin 316 stone cold I mean oh my god
1: so much money right now so much money I do have a DDP shirt from WCW that says self high five with the big blue diamond on the front hey I love it it's about 2xl though and so I do have it. On, I do have it on eBay right now for 130.
0: We'll see what happens. Yeah, see what happens. As we were talking before the uh, show hit record, the, the WWE shop putting up those retro Undertaker T-shirts. Um, yes. I love the dark days one. You love the see you on the other side one i uh, yes. hoping hoping that one day they they uh, repro a, a Ministry of Darkness Undertaker shirt. That would be really cool if they would have done that one, too.
1: Love that. Yeah, See You on the Other Side is definitely happening with whatever Hall of Fame shirt I decide on. I, Steven and I were talking that one of them, the front looks good. The first <laughs> one, the purple one, the front looks good, but there's really nothing on the back. And then the second one, the front it looks okay, but not as good as the purple one. And then the, it has all the cool stuff on the back, like his career accomplishments. I wish you could, like, combine the two somehow, right? <laughs> so I haven't decided which Hall of Fame shirt I'm getting. Taker's yeah. getting choked by a cord here. I don't know how that's going to make him bleed. But... No,
0: but the the miniature fan may help. <laughs> One thing I forgot to mention earlier is everybody, uh, Jerry Lawler and an injured Vince McMahon stood up when Austin Artaker were going to go on the announce table, but JR chose not to stand up. So George that was... man. That's yeah. right. He's not uh, brave nobody. <laughs> but an injured Vince said, you know what? Screw this. I'm getting up.
1: <laughs> not a dodge, right? See, now, Taker bumps the ref here. I can't tell if this is an accident or if that was legitimately supposed to happen. And he kind of runs into Earl as he was hitting the ropes. And then he gets in the Andre spot right there with his arms entangled in the ropes so Austin can kind of unload on him. I think Earl was just in the way, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm, I've
0: always been not 100% sure either. Right.
1: Because it looked
0: like he was legitimately pissed.
1: Like, but, what are you doing? Get out of my way. Yeah. But
0: also, you know, he's supposed to also play that up, too.
1: Austin's going to tee off on The Undertaker here because he's locked in the ropes like oh. under the Giant used to be.
0: But hang on, hang on. Shane McMahon sacrificing himself.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, the boy wonder just beat that chair. I mean, no hands, nothing. Taker's still in the ropes. You can still pick up the chair and use it on Taker. Ah, oh. uh, not anymore. Undertaker with a big boot to the face from that position, and then Earl helps him out of it, out of the ropes.
0: And a nice low blow, the stone called.
1: There you go.
0: It all Maybe evens out. From that. Maybe. <laughs> not in the position that's visible to the ref, but still.
1: Taker's going to get control here, and I think if my notes are right, Taker is going to then get the chair, and he's going to attack Austin in the back, which is just the weirdest thing. Taker's also getting this the turnbuckle off, trying to use that maybe to split open Austin.
0: Well, that metal hook will do the trick, I mean, if he's able sure. to do it. But turnabout's fair play, I guess, is on Taker gets a low blow.
1: Gets a mule kick, yeah, yeah,
0: and a stunner, which of course will make him bleed. Right, but that's it. That Vince has seen enough. He is up. He is attacking Austin with his crutch. He has just seen enough.
1: At least trying to distract him, which yeah. is working. Oh, oh, I mean, Austin just potatoes Vince. Mm. <laughs> he just potatoes him.
0: And and JR is is just having a field day with Down with McMahon. <laughs>
1: all of the sound bites, and we're grabbing a, a new chair, a brand new chair, to get the Undertaker now. The Taker gets Austin incapacitated, and he, in order to make him bleed, he hits him in the back. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's like you Noel know, Hebner's admonishing him for using weapon in a no-DQ match. It's like, right. what's going on here?
1: <laughs> Undertaker now is going to be able to finish off Austin, except...
0: Except we got interference from X-Pac, the the man that Undertaker has been after the last, as you said, last couple weeks, trying to get Kane back to the dark side instead of being more human.
1: Huge pop for X-Pac hitting that Van Daminator on Undertaker. I thought that was the end of the match. I thought that made him split open, but it just incapacitates him so Austin can bring in this camera. And gets that camera right in the face and that camera is going to do it and uh, split him open although i guess if if xbox split him open that wouldn't have really been austin doing it so i, I guess
0: and also i don't really see how the camera a camera on its side can split you open but
1: right and how is Shane not bleeding after that chair shot seriously
0: and how is Undertaker bleeding so much
1: right
0: It would have been a better finish, I think, if both end men ended up bleeding. Then the referee was like, who bled first?
1: Right. we got to check the tape. Undertaker going for a tombstone here. Don't
0: turn around.
1: But then Earl's going to see the damage on his face. And that's it.
0: And yeah, just it. Just beat up Earl Hebner.
1: That's just payback for screwing up that spot earlier where he was in the way. And he eats another stunner, Taker does.
0: I can't believe the, the crowd is just on fire for this.
1: Yes, I was just going to say that. You're right.
0: And Vince That's is going to eat another stunner.
1: Boy, if they're getting sick of Austin after a year and a half of him doing this, they aren't showing it tonight.
0: No, they aren't showing it tonight.
1: Oh, here comes Triple H, who, who he beat The Rock, right, earlier tonight. Yeah. He beat The Rock to become in, the number one contender.
0: In the match just before this yes and what's funny is enough is triple h wins and loses and then wins again his first his number one contendership spot
1: oh my gosh
0: because he wins it against rock and Out then the rock and then china beats triple h and undertaker to become number one contender to summer slam and then triple h has to beat china again to win back the number one contendership
1: very vince russo and very attitude era
0: and then just when you think it's going to be one-on-one, trip, uh, Stone Cold versus Triple H, Mankind gets added to the mix at SummerSlam.
1: Yes. I think Austin's bleeding now from the camera. That camera must be made of razor blades. It, it must cutting be. cutting everybody open.
0: It's yes. cutting everybody open. Undertaker is ripping apart the announce table area. Austin is bleeding like a stuffed pig everywhere on his body
1: god i mean this is just in addition like we were talking about these guys have been cutting themselves open all month and now they gotta do it like this again oh my god
0: (laughs) the 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 floor is just covered in blood right undertaker swatting away that can and then punching shane
1: Taker was... You know, he would later get mad at Bob Orton for bleeding everywhere when he's got Hep C. I mean, my God, look at this. You know, this is terrible.
0: Well, Undertaker and Austin must have not had Hep C.
1: I guess not.
0: You think it's over. You think it is over. But it's not. They just keep going after each other.
1: Right. But it's the end of an era, so there's no payoff for this. This is just... It's it. Yeah, Eric shaves men's asses. I see that uh, that sign in the crowd behind them right now. <laughs> Eric Bischoff. I don't know.
0: I, I I'm guessing it could be. <laughs> Unless somebody's spilling somebody's secret on live TV. No, no, he's not the loser.
1: Taker largely unaffected other than, you know, bleeding, but he's going to be back tomorrow. Vince is not, allegedly. Allegedly. Vince has to go away forever or one month.
0: Or one month, yes.
1: (laughs) Austin acting like he's going to shake hands, like, hey, man, what a long winding road it's been. Let's shake hands. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bygones be bygones, but you know, you and I know better than that.
0: Of course. I can't believe Vince fell for it. Stunner. So, that ends. This is kind of
1: the end of an era, though, right? Because I don't think Austin McMahon do anything anymore. Because Austin goes away, right? I don't think. I think that's kind of it.
0: It's kind of it, because then when Vince comes back, he shifts his focus to Triple H. Does yeah. Shifts his focus to Triple H, a McMahon Helmsley era, and then The Rock shifts his focus to Rock Undertaker. When Undertaker comes back as the badass so it's right. it's kind of the end of the era with there's no really and more interaction between austin and mcmahon until wrestlemania 17.
1: right where they team up yeah yeah um vince had a good 99 though vince uh vince won the rumble in january he'll come back and win the wwf title in september and then like you said by uh december he's feuding with triple h and main eventing armageddon so he had a pretty good year even though he he loses here
0: yeah he had a pretty good year. So, then, as yeah. as the match ends, what are your thoughts about it?
1: It was better. It was better than I remember. I from watching it. I don't even know twenty three years ago. So it was better than I remembered. It was kind of cool. Not to, I, I knew what happened, but it was kind of cool not to remember exactly what happened. So mm-hmm. I thought that Xbox spot was it. And then when they Kept wrestling I thought Oh yeah the camera I forgot about that So it was kind of Like a surprise It's, it's always nice To see how hot The crowd was back oh. then And how into it They were I mean even after The match was over And they just did All that extracurricular Gaga As Bruce Prichard yeah. would say I mean they were Eating that stuff up
0: oh, I mean just that Stunner to Vince At the end the, the pop that that gets It's like Match is over That's not needed But hell They're going crazy For this stuff
1: Yes They loved it
0: Yeah it's amazing. But,
1: so, you know, as we talked about, Undertaker and Austin are both gone pretty soon after this this match for yeah. a lengthy time for their injuries. Uh, Austin's got that broken neck. Taker's got a groin injury, and then he tears a peck, and that's going to keep him out even longer. And so they both miss WrestleMania 2000. Mm-hmm. And I saw that Keegan, Keegan Dimitrovic, the raving wolf, I saw that he, uh, he posted something a couple days ago, like, who... On Twitter, he posted, like, who would have Undertaker's opponent been at WrestleMania 2000? And that really got me thinking. I think Keegan was advocating for Jericho. I think that would have been a good match. I don't know that if it would have happened that soon, because Jericho was, you know, doing that Eurocontinental thing with Benoit and Angle. But it did make me think, like, who would the Undertaker have taken on if he was healthy enough? And I know the Talking Taker guys kind of hypothesized that he was going into the american badass phase whether he was going to leave for injury or not he was starting to wear jeans he was starting to kind of talk in the middle of his match where he talked to austin to be like you're gonna bleed boy i mean the (laughs) dead man undertaker wouldn't do that so he's kind (laughs) of starting to become the american badass anyway so i wonder if by the time wrestlemania 2000 came about who his opponent would have been um I don't know about Jericho, but I, I wonder if it would have been not all that exciting. I wonder if it would have just been the big show with their tag team.
0: That's what I always thought it would have been. I yeah. thought that the tag team would have ran its course, imploded, and then by WrestleMania, you know, the one-on-one confrontation.
1: Yeah, maybe they would have won the belts maybe a couple more times. Uh, and then, like you said, get to maybe rumble, maybe...
0: One maybe. turns on the other to eliminate him from the rumble
1: some chinks in the armor there and then all of a sudden they're off and i think that would have been a good attraction i don't think he would have broken the streak and i think it probably 2000 big show against the undertaker would have probably been better than what we got at wrestlemania 19 with a train it would have been i think it would have been a good attraction i don't think he would have won but that's that's what i think would have happened yeah stuck around
0: that's what i think
1: has nothing to do with this timeline but while we're on the topic what about what do you think about Wrestlemania 10 because that's the other one that he missed due to oh my gosh, slash, yes slash honeymoon whatever you think it was <laughs> uh, there's different hypotheses out there why he missed but I that was also during the days of like random booking it, the streak wasn't a thing I Undertaker just taking on a lot of random big guys yeah
0: I, I mean I'm guessing one of the people that helped Yokozuna at the rumble
1: Right, I have on my sheet here possibly Adam Bomb, Bam Bam Bigelow, or Evil Crush.
0: I I I, would have gone either one of those ones because I probably Crush. He was friends with Crush. They probably would have paired them against each other. Um, Would doubt Bam Bam Bigelow. He's the guy that laid on the casket at the end of the match. Yes, I
1: remember
0: that. Adam Bomb. That fits. You know, any one of those. I think those three characters. Any one of those would have
1: fit. Saw a lot of people online were fantasy booking like him and Yokozuna again at WrestleMania ten. No, yeah, that, uh, that way you know you don't have to have like the um,
0: he's got to work the, himself back. He's got he's just been he's just been um, you know Yokozuna and all those other minions just screwed him. Right. So it's time to get back at Yokozuna by getting after his minions and then making his way back to Yokozuna at Survivor Series
1: yeah this was five years later maybe they would book it that way because the streak and the undertaker wrestlemania all a big deal but back then it seemed to just be you know undertaker giant gonzalez undertaker, oh my god bam bam like they would have just it would have been awesome to add two more matches to the streak yeah uh, with wrestlemania 2000 and wrestlemania 10 but i don't know that any one of those would have brought a, an amazing legendary match that we all remember i don't think so yeah
0: I'm guessing any one of those minions from Yokozuna Vampire yeah. Bennett.
1: Taker did a good job though over all those years he only missed two I mean he only missed two to injury slash honeymoon slash whatever uh, slash kind of, whatever taking a break you know yeah I mean he only missed two I mean really um, and I mean I guess Wrestlemania 35 if you want to count that where he was sort of one one foot in one foot out not really wrestling but kind of kind of right
0: yeah it's amazing.
1: I thought about you know you always put a focus on toys, and so I thought about the toys that would go with this, and it, it floored me when I looked that Undertaker doesn't have a bloody figure. Like, not that I right. can find.
0: Right, they planned like, that bloodlines like him as a, a bloody demon, which I think would have been awesome. Yeah. Him as like a bloody Satan type figure, have been great. But yeah, no bloody action figures. And really, there hasn't been any bloody WWF action figures.
1: It was just ahead of its time, because you think about um, Cody and Dustin Rhodes had that AEW bloody you know ringside exclusive match, and they were all spattered with blood. I think that would, something like that would have been awesome for this match, where especially yeah. the build-up was, my God, bleeding every Monday. Um, yeah. I would have loved to see something like that. They didn't have a bloody toy, so the only things I came up with were a couple of box sets. I'm sure you know about them, but they have a, they had a box set that was actually called the Fully Loaded Jack's Box Set. Uh, this pay-per-view was fully loaded, mm-hmm. and it was Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and the New Age Outlaws, which is a strange <laughs> bedfellows situation. Yes. It wasn't often that you saw Taker and Steve Austin tag team, and especially against the I guess laws, I guess
0: they're going after fully loaded '98 when they win the tag titles.
1: I suppose yeah, because it did come out in '98, and it was that '97-'98 uh, Undertaker mold that they repainted a million times. Of course,
0: uh, make get the most out of your molds.
1: Right, I don't remember seeing that one uh, in stores or anything. Fully loaded. Do you have, have that c- one? Yes,
0: yes, I do have that one. But like you, box sets. I I vaguely remember box sets. Sure. yeah it's like oh my god it's like I remember the single card of figures more than anything yeah. finding a box set was like rare finding a box set
1: I feel like I saw some of them but I never it never interested me to own you know the outlaws and Steve Austin <laughs> with Undertaker I'm like I gotta I gotta spend 20 more dollars and then I gotta take home all these other figures that I don't want I yeah. just wanted the Undertaker yeah you know, so. or you
0: want Kane to go against Undertaker cause that's, yeah. that's the feud Kane. You don't want yeah. the you don't want the outlaws like oh,
1: right. I, yeah I didn't want a, a new age outlaws figures and the other box set was of course the Bad Blood box set. I mean it was one of my
0: favorite figures,
1: ones. But it was called Bad Blood. Uh, that one also came out in '98 and I, I you own that one I own that one uh, I opened mine.
0: Not only course. do you own that you own the Undertaker and you sold the rest of the box set. It,
1: it's uh, Undertaker. Uh, this is more of the 98. 90- uh ninety eight ninety nine mold that they also repainted eight million times. Of but course. the thing about that one that I loved was they repainted him as white as a as a sheet of paper mm-hmm. and then they gave him that cross on his palm that looks like uh, the Unforgiven ninety eight poster. So yes. I love little little nuggets like that. And I thought I have to have that one. So I did buy it, you're right. And I sent Blonde Paul Bear to Alex Doria. <laughs> blonde so Paul Bear. A- so, blonde Paul Bears in South Carolina, and then uh, Kane and Mankind. I sold off on eBay for coupons to get my money back—a little bit of my money back on the box set, but I, I had to have the Bad Blood box set. It, too bad they weren't bloody, but it did have blood in the name. So that's I thought I'd bring it up today.
0: Yeah, that's. I think they could. I think they could do so much now, with like having a bloody type thing, even through ringside, like AEW does because you know that's something that won't appeal to the mass retailers they don't want anything right. with blood but i think even something they could have done back then with like the Titan Trons or the bone crunchers they could have done something f- interesting especially with something like this it's like it had so much build-up it had so much uh air time. you know you're including austin undertaker vince so much of you know, you're you're labeling it the end of an era, like they did with right. Undertaker, Triple H, and Michaels. Like this is something big, this is something huge happening here, and you know right. they just totally missed the boat.
1: And they could still do that now, I think, with some of the bigger ones. Um, you know, obviously you don't want Undertaker, X-Pac, and nobody's gonna buy that. But Undertaker and Austin, a bloody two-pack, ringside exclusive. I think they'd Oh yeah. Right, yeah. uh, there's that Austin fan base. There's the Undertaker fan base, and there's just the collectors in general that are gonna want to call it the fully loaded '99 end of an era, ringsided, exclusive, bloody. You know, just have the bloody uh, a camera made out of razor blades.
0: Yeah, was- and you know, you have the people that collect bloody figures. I mean, there's so much. There's so much uh, bases there that the collectors just you know they want something different and this is definitely something different especially in wwe that's never released a bloody type figure like this
1: yeah i I think what do they got the Rhodes uh brothers and they got Britt baker's got one i think Mm -hmm. so i mean that's definitely something wwe should look into and be yeah part of join the party
0: yeah like you said include the razor blade uh camera a a couple steel chairs the crutch you can have the crutch for mcmahon
1: Right, absolutely. I think I think Undertaker Kane, although Kane's got he's got a red mask and a red uh, costume, but Undertaker Kane would be a great one. I think to you know, pairings that make sense. I think. Yeah, would,
0: yeah. That, Speaking good. of
1: of Undertaker Kane, have you watched the uh, episode yet of the Evil? Mini-series? No,
0: is it I, is I is the Undertaker episode available?
1: They're all available, so they just kind of uh, <sighs> put them all out there. All eight of them. Of course, I skipped today to Right to the Undertaker, like (laughs) episode five. Uh, I skipped right to Undertaker Kane. Uh, I skipped over, you know, they had other ones on Miz and Roman Reigns, and I'll get to those eventually, I suppose. But uh, uh, Ric Flair is one. I think that's a good heel one. That makes sense. Um, But they do have Undertaker Kane, 45 minutes a piece. Wow. Undertaker Kane. 45 minutes, and then they, uh, the other one I had to watch was Stephanie McMahon, 45 minutes. I had to watch that one, She's my college crush. But in addition to that, Undertaker <laughs> makes an appearance because when Stephanie first becomes an on-screen character, The Undertaker abducts her, so The Undertaker is a part of that one a little bit.
0: Nice. I had to watch oh, that, was, that one.
1: Yeah, it was really good. You'll have to watch it before you record the, the Mothership show for Friday. Um, <laughs> the Mothership show? Yeah, the Mothership, but... So that way you can talk about it. But um, I saw that Alex uh, Dorio, a talking taker, he watched it today. So it kind of reminded me like, oh yeah, that came out today. I need to watch that. It was only 45 minutes. So I watched it and it was, uh, it was pretty good. I mean, it was nothing that you and I haven't heard before a million times. Uh, John Cena is a very good uh, narrator. He's a narrator for the series and executive producer. Oh, cool. Like John Cena. Yeah. Um, but it's, ironic to me that the guy who would never turn heel is the narrator for the heel series it's hilarious to me it but is. uh but it was good to see you know have him be the narrator and, and help tell the story of uh and bruce pritchard is on there a lot and uh, just helping to tell the story undertaker and kane make appearances too telling this the story again um, but all new footage of them talking about it now and the Undertaker origins, the Kane origins, how they came together, and then and then they kind of... It was really, for it being an evil show, it was a story for probably two-thirds of it is how they were fighting each other, and Kane was evil, and Undertaker's kind of a good guy, and I'm like, are they going to get to Undertaker being a bad guy at all? And they do, the last, the last third, they talk about how they came together, and then they broke apart, came together, broke apart, came together... Um, so they do talk about that eventually, how the Undertaker was the one who set the funeral home on fire oh. and was, was the evil one all along. Yes. So they do talk about that, but very good episode, definitely worth uh, watching. I'll get to the rest eventually, just for funsies. But that one had to be first.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Stephanie had to be second for you,
1: for sure. I think yes. they're episode like five and six, and I, I forget what episode one is. But I was like, no, absolutely not. We're going, we're going to the Undertaker, and then we're going to Stephanie McMahon. I loved. That story with Stephanie, where she, the whole thing with the Undertaker in early '99, and then by late '99 with Triple H, and she she gets drugged into marrying him, and then turns on Vince at the pay per view, and I just love that story. So
0: you got to um, pick up that new Stephanie McMahon Elite figure coming out later.
1: The freaking ET finger. Did you see the picture? And <laughs> she's got a finger that's like this long. It's crazy. <laughs> I will pick it up, though. I'm pretty sure there's nothing I need to order or special order like the Undertaker WCW tag team title that we're waiting on next month. Hopefully for our
0: next month's episode.
1: I'm sure I'll see Stephanie at the store. I'm not in any danger there. Probably. Yeah. Probably.
0: She's not not really popular, you know, for mass collectors to go and grab her.
1: Yeah, I think I'll be able to find that, and and same for Series fourteen Legends. I'm still seeing thirteens at Target. I know we've got about what a week to go, give or take.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but I'm still looking at Targets just because I just you never know who's gonna put them out first. You and, never know. They're just, they're just so many thirteens out there. I am I am uh, pretty sure I'm gonna find a fourteen, even though I didn't get the pre order in.
0: I mean, hopefully, hopefully they stock. Hopefully, because if they see them already right. out there, like ah, it can wait.
1: Right. Yeah. So hopefully we hook up here in uh, in April for the next Bad Blood or the next uh, first Blood match. We'll have Mean Mark Callis here, and maybe we'll have WCW Tag Team Champion. Hopefully,
0: right hopefully, if nice. the stars align, that's what we can only hope for.
1: I'd be excited for that, but it's also a, that post Christmas morning letdown where like I don't have any more Undertaker figures that I know that are coming out after Mean Mark. <laughs> I'd be kind of disappointed, but I'm sure something will happen eventually. Maybe a Hall of Fame figure.
0: Oh, I can only hope. Hopefully, I mean, the the putting out. I, I mean, I didn't even expect them to put out those retro T-shirts. Yeah. So that That's that right. was that was a quite a surprise.
1: Well, I was gonna complain because one of the other Hall of Famers, maybe it was Vader, I can't remember now. But one of the other Hall of Famers has two shirts. I was gonna say, hey man, where's the Undertaker's second shirt? But. He did get a second shirt, and, uh, and now they put out the retro one. So I definitely want to get that, that uh, see you on the other side one because I remember that. But I'm also kind of wondering, I have to decide, but I'm also wondering if there's going to be more. So they want you to make multiple orders, pay for shipping multiple times. Oh, of
0: course. Gonna, of course. Of course pay for there. shipping multiple times. Right? And pay full price for the t-shirts. Don't wait until it goes on sale.
1: no. No. <laughs> got to search around for a coupon code or something. That's right. Make me feel like I won, even though I didn't really win.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Now we have, I think he has two more first blood matches. He has Undertaker and Kane versus Haku and Rikishi on a SmackDown. And he also has Mr. Kennedy at uh, Survivor Series, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Uh, I was going
1: to say, I think originally when we talked about this month or so ago, I, I just briefly did a cursory count, and I said, oh, I think there's two first blood matches, this one and Mr. Kennedy. And I did some research and I saw, wait a minute, wait a minute, because we were talking about how uh, Undertaker didn't win either of those matches. He was 0 for 2. He loses tonight, he loses to Mr. Kennedy, trying to put the young guy over. Uh, So he never won a first blood match. So I was just kind of searching around and I saw, wait a minute, on our way from 99 to 06, we should make a pit stop in 2001. Yes. uh, At the random raw. February 1st,
0: 01. It's a random You're SmackDown. Right.
1: Is it SmackDown? An
0: extreme SmackDown.
1: Oh, my. Extreme yes. SmackDown. So, it's so extreme, it's almost like a Raw. Maybe yeah,
0: that's, that's why. <laughs> it's so but, extreme, um, it's almost like a Raw.
1: <laughs> Rikishi and Haku, and spoilers, The Undertaker gets his first blood
0: win. He's 1-2 uh, and two in first blood.
1: So that one, I didn't check the time on that match, but I, depending on you want to handle it, it's probably like a five-minute SmackDown match, and I think the Kennedy match is like a nine-minuter, which together would be probably about the same amount of time as the match we just watched. I think so we, we do a double
0: double feature First Blood.
1: I don't know that uh, Rikishi and Haku need their own episode. I don't know nah. if that's necessary.
0: Double feature First Blood, especially <laughs> if we have two... Figures here, Mean Markalus and WCW Taker. Double figures, double feature.
1: I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it.
0: Awesome. So that's the plan for next time. Double feature, first blood. We end the first bloods, and then we can move on to something else for May.
1: Yeah, we can do – we'll have to talk about it as we get closer to next month, what our next foray is going to be. There's there's a a list of them I kept, but there's a list of – a lot of them that have two or three gimmick matches Mm -hmm. and a lot of them that have, you know, 17, we can dive into one of the bigger ones. We can finish, we can keep finishing off some of the smaller ones for now and just get rid of some of those. And then we can always, after we do three or four of them, we can always take a break and do something else if we wanted to. I, we could always do, um, I thought about, uh, world championship losses. He's got to lose all seven of those titles. And I know that we, we first started this 10 months ago. I think what started this is I said, "Do you want? what do you think? Do you want to do a fully loaded 98, they win the tag belts, or do you want to do SummerSlam 97, he loses to Bret Hart? Uh, and I think you said, let's stick with the wins for a while. So we <laughs> went with the tag belts, and that's what started this whole thing, right? Yeah. So I don't know how if you still feel that way, but I, I, one day I'd I do the seven world title losses just to see – is to go through the times that he lost the belt or oh. lost the hardcore belt even.
0: Wow! So we had to start with this Tuesday in Texas, and he loses was the very
1: his... first thing I ever watched on the network. I don't know if you remember what the very first thing is that you watched on the network. The very
0: first thing I watched on the network, I don't know. I had to get back to you on that. I had to actually think about that. What was the first God. thing I watched? Yeah. It was probably some kind of. It was probably some. It was probably some kind of random raw. I probably did. Maybe I rewatched the the moment of him crucifying Austin or something like that.
1: Oh, well, that would make sense for you. That makes sense.
0: Probably something like that. They added the Mick Foley tossing him off the snail in the cell.
1: I don't. I just that for some reason, even though he lost, I just remember being like, in 2014, I had never seen Tuesday in Texas ever. I didn't mean, yeah. order that pay-per-view when I was 10 or anything like that, and I wanted to see that match, so I was like... I wanted a, It's almost like I didn't believe the network had everything. I was like, I'm going to look for this Tuesday in Texas and see if it's on there and then play it. It's almost like I didn't believe that it would play, but it, it worked. It was awesome. By the way, I kept my pay-per-view going. It's uh, fully loaded, 2,000 now, and The Undertaker is literally chasing Kurt Angle with his motorcycle throughout the arena. Oh, in one, the
0: wonderful, scene, right? wonderful times. <laughs> I'm thinking we can finish off the first Bloods in April. We can yeah. do something in May. And then starting in June, we can take a look back at the uh, uh, championship losses. Do that you once do that. a month. And then the new year, we get start right back on track with the gimmick matches. Or we could do two a month if you want to do something like that. A, a gimmick match and a championship loss. If you want to meet up here twice a month, I'm game for it.
1: After I, after I get the move out of the way and get yeah. settled anyway. Yeah. 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 Sounds and like Something a like that. I, we could just bop around, but we'll eventually get to all the gimmick matches.
0: Yeah. I mean, we got years of oh, content.
1: I'm not going anywhere. I got plenty of props, holidays.
0: <laughs> I got plenty of action figures and stories, so we're good right? to go. We are good to go. Well, thank you again, Randy, for joining me here today. It has been a fun way to kick off I look back at the gimmick matches of The Undertaker, a fun way to kick around an idea of taking a look back at his championship losses sometime in the future, and just taking a look back at one of my favorite matches of actually of all time, of revisiting The Undertaker versus Stone Cold, a Attitude Era Fight Fest, if you would call it. It is everything the Attitude Era is known for wrapped up in a giant ball here and fully loaded in 1999. You got Blood, you got Vince McMahon, you got Undertaker, Austin. The only thing missing, you know, it, it just missing a little bit of Paul Bearer and a little bit more of interference. Just a little bit more and just with the perfect Attitude Era. You had that little, you had a little bit at the end with the run-ins from X-Pac and Triple H and Rock. Just a little bit more throughout the match, it's been perfect.
1: I don't remember what happened to Paul Bear. do you? I don't. I didn't look into that.
0: I don't, I don't know why he was not there.
1: Yeah. What's the deal? He was part of the ministry. I didn't even look into that.
0: Yeah, unless Austin beat him up sometime during the night.
1: That's possible. Maybe I missed it.
0: Possibly. Maybe he
1: was, maybe he was too busy blading like everybody was. So. Possib-
0: maybe he was stuck in the bloodmobile and I never got him out.
1: Well, I, you know, I, I brought all the birthday props, so I, are you going to be blading tonight? Probably. Or first blood theme?
0: Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, you never know. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, can't wait to do this again next month with you, Randy. And as always, make sure to like and subscribe this YouTube video. Subscribe to my podcast. Follow me on Twitter or on Instagram, CollectUpDead, Dead man. Follow Randy Turco on Twitter, at Pokey's Little Dog, for his Treadmill of Horror every Friday. Is it still every Friday?
1: Every Friday I drop the This Week in Treadmill, hashtag This Week in Treadmill Horror. What did I watch on the treadmill? Yeah, you can't
0: can't miss that every Friday. That's reason number one to follow him. Reason number two, he's a giant Undertaker fan. But This Week in Treadmill Horror, you got to follow that. And as always, Creatures of the Night. We'll be back here. Same taker her time, same taker channel. So keep on rolling, baby. And as always, thank you. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Collecting Dead Man. Please continue to subscribe and leave us a five-star review where you can. Follow me on Twitter at Collect of Dead and on Instagram at Collecting Dead Man. Check out my Linktree page so you can find the links to all my merchandise stores, where you can find wherever this podcast is available and where you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hit the like button and subscribe there as well. Please continue to support this podcast in any way you can. And until next week, creatures of the night, keep on rolling.